My name is Nelson Saitu. I'm a psychological counselor and welcome to Heads Brain Mood, where we mind our brain and we move from pain to power by improving the relationship we have with ourselves, with other people, with the world, and with God. If this is your first time here, I officially like to welcome you to the Brain Squad. Today, I'd like to talk to you about loss and grief and our mental health. This year, so many of us have lost jobs, lost properties, lost business, lost money, lost relationships, romantic relationships or other relationships, lost marriages, and worst of it, most of us have lost lives, or at least we know people who have lost lives. And we don't know how to be there for them, and sometimes we don't even know how to be there for ourselves. So this today I'm here for you. I'm going to give you a few things that you might be going through right now or you've seen someone going through. And I'm going to talk to you about how to come out of it and how to move on from loss and grief. So let's get to it. Psychologist by the name Kublai Rose came up with the five stages of loss and grief. There's so many other theories of loss and grief, but this is my favorite. And this is what I like to teach us today. Um, so the five stages of grief um, uh, will help us or help you understand what you're going through right now or understand what someone else is going through right now. So the first stage of uh, loss and, or grief is denial and shock. And we go through shock because the nature of loss is usually so sudden we don't plan for it we don't predict it okay some people predict it but most of us can't predict it and so when it comes such news of loss when it comes it hits us with uh, an impact like no other and people go to to shock uh, you start pacing around you're sweating some people faint some people become numb um, so many people have gotten into accidents, you're driving and you pick up a phone and you get the news and your hand is just on the steering and you can't move. It, you just go through a blackout or a whiteout. And denial comes through when our brain is trying to protect itself or protect us. Denial is a defense mechanism. So the impact of the loss is so much that our brain cannot deal with it. So we just deny that that loss has not happened. And denial can last for a long time or it can be a short time. I had a story of a lady who lost uh, her husband and for a whole year, she would come home, cook a meal for two, actually serve her husband and even have a conversation of how work was and everything was. And in the morning, of course, the food will not have been eaten. So she will pour the food and pour the wine. And she will do that every day for 365 days until the day she accepted that, you know, her husband has gone. So you go through denials. It's, it's a tough thing to accept loss. The second stage is just a concoction of emotions, fear, pain, blame regret, um, anger, 
and we go through pain when we lose something or we lose someone or we lose a relationship. We go through pain. And my best definition of that pain is death by a thousand cuts. And it just it just does not lead to death. You have this you have these thousand cuts and you still wake up the next day with the pain of a thousand cuts. Anyone who's gone through loss, it's very difficult even for them to explain to you what they're feeling. And then you go through anger, and anger towards yourself for things that you feel you'll have done better, anger towards others that you feel may have caused their loss, and sometimes anger towards God. Um, loss has been the number one leading cause of non-belief in a higher power. And you'll understand that if you've lost someone or lost something or lost a relationship after honestly praying for this person to probably get well, for a relationship to work, or for, to, for you to, for protection of property. And then after all that prayer, you end up losing it. It causes so many people to stop believing in a higher power, including myself. I found myself in that, and I'm still trying to salvage myself from that. And blame, you blame God, you blame others. How many times have we heard that this hospital kills people? Because we always look for someone to blame so that at least we feel better. Sometimes we blame ourselves. How many times have we lost something or lost someone and we feel like we would have done more and we blame ourselves for not doing more. We blame ourselves for not selling a piece of land to take our loved one to a better hospital. And now that our loved one is gone, we feel like even the piece of land or the property that we have is meaningless. It's blame. It's regret, regretting why you would have not. And it's so amazing that usually after you lose something or lose someone or lose a relationship, you immediately start getting so many answers of things that you would have done and you start regretting for not doing those things. So this uh, concoction, cocktail of, of emotions is so difficult to go through it. And if you're going through it, I just want to tell you that it's very normal to go through that. The third thing that we go through is bargain. And bargain is in two ways. We bargain that what we've lost will come back to us or something will just happen so that the price we are paying for this loss is a bit less. And sometimes we bargain through rebounds if it's a relationship. We bargain through just quickly replacing what we've lost without even going through the emotions. Um, we bargain if it's a relationship. And I know if you've lost a relationship, you've gone through that. You bargain with this person who've left you to take you back. So we are always bargaining so that the impact is less 
than what we are feeling right now. Sometimes even by going through alcohol and drug abuse, so that at least it numbs that pain. You see, it's, it's internal bleeding. It's like internal bleeding. You can't have a band-aid on it. So sometimes we abuse alcohol or drugs so that it just numbs us. Sometimes but gain doesn't happen. You can't bring, you can't raise the debt. Sometimes the job is gone, the business is gone. The relationship is over. The marriage is gone. The engagement is done. Okay? So it takes us to stage number four, and that is depression and loneliness. Don't feel like eating or we're overeating. We don't feel like sleeping or we're oversleeping. We lose weight or we gain weight. We don't like to spread our beds. We don't want to shower. We're just walking zombies. We don't, we, nothing entices us. That is depression. And depression is just our whole topic on its own. And loneliness. Loneliness comes in when this thing or this person or this object, you had them and now they're gone. You feel lonely. Imagine um, someone who loses a wife or a husband and you've been sleeping on the same bed for years or months and now you go to bed alone or you lose a child or a parent and going a country is very lonely or coming back home is very lonely it's a very lonely affair loss is a very lonely affair and then we go to stage number four, that, that number five that I'd really like to delve into because it's very important, and that is acceptance. The last stage is acceptance. So let me break down acceptance. So when it comes to acceptance, there are different stages to it. And before we talk even about the stages, uh, two things I'd like to say about the nature of death and the nature of loss in the nature of grief. People and objects and relationships are symbols. They represent something. The person around you right now, whether your parent, your friend, your, your, your sibling, your job, your car, your house, your phone, your laptop, uh, your relationship, your marriage, uh, your dating, uh, engagement represents something. It represents something. Your child represents something. So all of us and the things that are around us and the things that we own are symbols. They are representing something. The second thing is those representations form our identity. They tell us who we are. So people and objects and relationships are symbols, and those symbols build into our identity. They tell us who we are, and we are who we are, and we define ourselves because of the people and relationships and the things that we have. Okay? So now, when you lose something, when you go through loss or death, the symbol goes, the person goes, the object goes, and the relationship goes, but they go with the symbols or the things they represented, and they go with the things that they told you. 
So probably you're in a relationship and and or in a marriage and you feel you feel good because of the marriage or because of the relationship, because of the wife or the husband or the boyfriend or the girlfriend. You feel beautiful, you feel attractive, you feel your esteem is high, you feel loved, you feel you're the most important, you're the most amazing person in the world. And even when you when you define yourself, your identity, you say I'm amazing and, and I'm important and uh, I'm smart, I'm intelligent because my wife or husband or, or friend or parent told you told me that I'm all these things so I am all those things because of the people and the objects I have um, uh, jobs and careers and objects also give us some sense of identity and some sense of, of class and status when they are gone if the relationship breaks either you find them cheating or they break up with you or the parent dies, or the parent disowns you, you doubt yourself. And you're like, I thought I was all these things, but I found them with another man, or I found them with another woman, in the case of relationships. And that tells you that everything that that relationship taught you or that relationship symbolized that you are you are actually not and it leaves you so confused it leaves you so hurt it leaves you doubting and asking yourself those questions like okay i thought i was all these things because of her, I thought I was all these things because of the job. I thought I was all these things because of the car, because of the property, because of the people, the parent, the sibling. I thought I was all these things because of these objects and these relationships and these people. But now that this person, these people, these people are gone, the property or the business or the career is gone, and the relationship is gone, then who are you? Then who am I? My whole basis of feeling important in, in life was because of this person or this job or this object, but it's gone. So that important status is gone. Or a woman will feel so beautiful because you know, the husband or the boyfriend will tell her, you know, she's beautiful, she's amazing, she's the only person in the world. And then she finds this man in bed with another woman or another man. And she doubts and she's like, I thought I was old, I thought I was beautiful. And you start doubting all that. I have a friend who lost her father. And just for me, trying to support her, the first thing she said is, I don't feel loved and I don't feel accepted anymore. And I got to find out that her father was just not a sim, was not just, her father symbolized, not just her father or a man, 
she and the father symbolized acceptance and love. And when the father was gone, she no longer felt accepted, she no longer felt loved. So I'm asking you this. The job, the property, the business is gone. The relationship, the engagement, the marriage is gone. The person or the people are gone. What did they represent for you? Answer that question so honestly. And that's why therapy is there. And that's why therapy is there. And that's why therapists like myself are there to help you and ask those questions. What have you really lost? You will know what you've lost by knowing the symbolism of that person or that job or that object or that relationship. So answer that question. They are gone. It's gone. But what has really gone? The person didn't just go. They went with what they represented. So answer that question. It leads to healing. It leads to the second thing about acceptance. When you answer what is gone and what they represented, you answer the second question. How are you as yourself going to replace what is gone or how are you going to replace or who or what is going to replace what is already gone, the symbolism, okay? I was telling my friend, let me give the example of my friend, with her permission, of course, I received her consent before this. And as I was talking with her, I remember something I learned a long time ago from one of my mentors about honor. Uh, I lost my father when I was young, and he was helping me honor him. And um, one thing he taught me is about, and I was sharing it with my friend, I was like, your father represented love and acceptance. Honor him by loving and accepting yourself. And any moment you accept yourself and you love yourself, you're honoring your dad. So the representation of some of the things that are gone, you can actually do it for yourself, and it is a beautiful journey. When you ask yourself, all these things are gone and they made me know me as this and that, then who am I really? The relationship taught you that you're this and that, but then who are you really? When you, when you start replacing what is gone by yourself, such a beautiful journey. It's like no one else is going to teach me acceptance apart from me. No one else is going to teach me that I'm handsome or beautiful. I am going to teach myself that. I am not going to depend on another human being for love and esteem and confidence. I'm going to cultivate that within myself. I'm not going to depend on them because the pain of losing them was too much. I need to start cultivating it within me so that when I'm gone, I'm gone with it. 
and it's an amazing journey and again consultation and therapy really helps okay the second bit is replacing that in the case of like a breadwinner you know when a breadwinner is gone then you know you you i know so many people who stuck on school fees and rent and food just because the breadwinner the breadwinner died now you need to replace that okay some people replace that with another partner some people replace that with themselves you get a job you start a business and you start fulfilling the things that the partner went with you can replace jobs you can replace relationships you can replace marriages you can replace properties those are things that you can actually replace and when i was preparing this topic you know this reading around the odds of replacement are usually so high okay the odds that you are going to get into a better relationship than the one you've lost the odds that you're going to get a better job or a better business or better property than the one you've lost is so high that it's amazingly beautiful and you're going to reach a time i promise you and i'm even promising myself you're going to reach a time that you're in a new relationship a new job a new business or a new career and you are going to thank god or the universe or whatever you believe in that that person broke up with you that person cheated on you that person fired you that job let you go that property was gone of course you you cannot when it comes to okay some people death is really a blessing for them especially people who are abusers i know so many children who are thankful that a parent is dead because they used to abuse them it happens it's the beauty of being a a, a, a counselor and a therapist you hear all kind of stories from life it's beautiful i live for it and the odds that you're going to get something better is so high so just go through this loss that you're going through and this grief that you're going through because the odds that a better thing lies on the other side of grief is so beautiful that you will just go through it okay you just go through it so go through the loss and grieve grieve cry cry grieve feel the pain don't run away from it because there's a lot to be learned from pain and that's the reason why we don't go around touching candles <laughs> because of pain pain it teaches us a lot so go through it cry feel bad for that relationship ending feel bad for that person dying feel bad for that property and job or business going feel bad cry go through that pain it's going to teach you a very important lesson that no one else is going is ever going to teach you go through the pain don't run away from it through rebounds or drugs or alcohol go through it if you're a friend if you have friends or family or therapists like myself we help you go through that go through the pain the denial the anger the shame 
the guilt, the regret, the bargain, the depression, the loneliness. Go through it. That's number one. Number two, understand what you've really lost. What have you really lost? Because of the symbolism, right? Understand what you've really lost. Number three, strategize on ways that you or others can fulfill the position or the symbolism of, of what has gone. Okay? Before I continue, I'd like to apologize for the noises of uh, aeroplanes and choppers. I live just next to an airport. Uh, I think ever since I moved to Nairobi, I've always lived next to an airport. Just like uh, more than 15 years ago. So my apologies for the noise. My kind, kind apologies. So go through the pain. Understand what you've really lost. And strategize on ways you can replace what you've lost. Okay? Number four. The, when it comes to death, they'll forever live in our hearts. We'll never forget them. Never, ever forget them. So, like in the case of my friends, how are you going to honor your friend who is dead or your parent or parents who are gone or relatives who are gone, whoever meant so much to you, how are you going to honor them? And there are so many ways of honoring them, okay? In the case of my friend, she has now, she has now learned how to love and accept herself as a symbol of honoring her parent, of honoring her dad who is gone. I know so many people who start foundations in the names of you know parents that are gone. There's so many ways of honoring people who have gone. You can continue their work in, in a different way. It makes you have them continually live in your mind and in your heart through the work or through someone else. Sometimes they just don't go. And I'm going to leave you with um, something that one of my mentors told me. I was going through a very tough loss. And he told me, my son, the only essence of letting go is taking back what the person or what the thing or what the relationship went with what did they take away with them the true essence of letting go and moving on is taking back what they went with so what did they go with take it back it's a bit difficult to do that for yourself and that's why i'm saying i'm here for you i'm here for you of course at a fee i have to live too right consultation and therapy you're welcome i'm going to leave my contacts down here below if i'm not able to help you i'm going to refer you to other professionals in my psych in my circle if you've gone through loss we have all gone through loss one of the reality is that we are either about to go through it we are going through it or we are coming out of it None of us is immune from it, okay? You've gone through it. My heart goes out to you. Honestly, my heart goes out to you. 
I don't want to say that I understand what you're going through because no one understands. And please never tell anyone that you understand what they're going through because you don't. And never tell anyone that it's okay or it's going to be okay because it's not. Okay? Help them go through what I've taught you today. And if you've gone through it or you're going through it, now you understand what you might be going through and some of the strategies. And if you need help, I'm here for you. Some of the strategies that you can imply or you can apply that will help you go through it. My heart goes out to you and I'm here for you. And I know so many people in my profession are here for you. So let's move together from pain that we are going through right now to power. Until next time, please stay safe.